Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, morning Russell. Morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day. We thank you for this gift of life. And we thank you, Lord, that this is the day that you have made. You have placed us in this day, so you have factored in all our interests, but all also all our needs when you made this day and you have placed us in it. And your word says that you then daily load us with your benefits, with your systems of advantage and with all the help that we can need in those circumstances so that we are able to fulfill all things in according with your plan, according to all that you have designed for us for this day. Just as your word says, you have plans to prosper us, to give us an expected end and not put us in harm's way. And you give us the ability to declare. So that at the start of this day, we can declare what this day shall be like. And each of us will make those declarations in our own personal place of prayer. For our own personal circumstances. And we thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Father that you call us here to commune with you, to be with you. So that you pour out your wisdom and your understanding. You give us revelations. And you connect us to be one in spirit with you. Where you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, which we call on your name, the name of our maker and our creator, the name of our father, the great I am, the one who is ever faithful. And if he has promised it, he will do it. He always completes every good work that he has started in us. He is the preserver of men and it is he who leads us in the way we should go. His hand is not short to redeem us. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus, our rock, our refuge, our foundation, the Lord who heals, the word that heals. It is he who is given to us as our daily bread, coming straight down from heaven. In whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It is he who leads us in the day of battle. And it is he who has come to judge the quick and the dead. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of life, the spirit of victory. The one who makes the revelations that the father gives us real to us. It is he who changes the times and seasons. It is he who is able to hover over everything that is void and formless. And at the spoken word of God. And when we understand the power of that word and we declare it through our authority, then at our spoken word, it is he who brings life into all those dead situations. 
We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer where we can legally authorize you to step into our circumstances through our altar. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels with destiny help us. You have blessed us with every physical provision and every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, every kind of natural disaster and spiritual attack. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. Today we continue on the fourth part in our current series on understanding sowing and reaping. In today's part, we reflect on having a harvest mindset. We'll cover a few thoughts that are shared on that. So this is a continuation from yesterday where we were looking at facts about our seed, facts about your seed. Now we looked at three key points there. Today is the fourth one. Sowing is a documentation of your trust. And that is recorded by the earth. It takes trust to plant a seed. Trusting that the seed that you cannot see after it was sowed will grow into a new body and produce the harvest. You are expressing that trust when you take that action of faith and you sow. The next one. A seed is proof of your expectation and proof that God has blessed you. Expectation gives rise to hope and hope to faith. And that is why it is called seed faith. So when you present your seed, you are giving proof that you have been blessed by God. Your seed is an investment in the kingdom soil. When you invest, you expect to get dividends. And what I'm saying next is important. You don't get rich by savings, but from investments. Your seed is an investment. 
in kingdom soil. That's your next one, the sixth one. And in sowing, we've commonly heard from the Bible where it talks about 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold harvest. In the case of Isaac, in Genesis 26 as well, it talks of 100-fold harvest. But it doesn't end there. There's harvest beyond 100-fold as well. In Deuteronomy 1 verse 11, Moses talks about a thousandfold. If a blessed man does not know the seed principle, he will have nothing to show that he is blessed. It is important for us to understand that we are blessed when we have a seed and that seed is blessed that it produces such a harvest. So we are blessed to carry that harvesting. Even in our giving, as we've seen in the last two days, our giving should also be with the mindset of a harvest. A harvest in the purpose for which you are giving it and a harvest in, that is kingdom purpose, and a harvest in what God then returns back to you. We must give with that mindset, not a one-way mindset of, oh, I'm giving something away and there's nothing coming back. A seed is a miracle. God's mindset is that we must have something to give. If you keep harvesting, your giving will also keep improving. At the end of the day, what he really wants us to be is givers. That's why in Luke 6.38, he says, Give and it shall be given unto you. So you are giving with that mindset. And the harvest is an expectation there. So does sowing automatically end up in reaping? No, it is possible to sow very well, but have nothing to show in the form of harvest. Proverbs 10 verse 4 and 5 says, He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. We also saw in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 6 earlier in the week, Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let not your hands be idle. So have a mindset and an expectation of the fact that you will reap because you have sown earlier in the sowing season. So it's possible to come to the season of harvest and not have any harvest to show if we do not have that mindset of a harvest or if we're too lazy. So it's either ignorance or laziness. Both can cause your harvest to be missed. People in most churches give, but they have never been taught to expect to receive a harvest. How many people have a harvest on their mind as they are giving? And do you do it with that mindset? You have a responsibility to sow in faith, to wait in faith, and then reap in faith. And when we carry that harvest mindset, 
then that influences your giving. Some people are praying to God to make them millionaires when they are already millionaires by virtue of the seeds sown or by virtue of the seeds that they are carrying that just need to be sown. And when you know this, when you go with a harvest mindset, then your giving entirely changes. You don't give God like you would give a bus conductor change. You give with the mindset of a harvest. It would be weird if a farmer had a huge farm, a huge field, and in the sowing season, he only dropped four grains in it. We must carry that harvest mindset. When you are sowing, have an expectation that the harvest will be multiplied back to you. We have to rely on God's promise where he said the very first blessing he gave us in the Bible in Genesis 1.28. Be fruitful and multiply. Multiply. He didn't use any other mathematical operator there. And we'll stop here today. We'll continue tomorrow on this topic. But the important thing or the message from today's reflection is in all our giving, in all our sowing in the kingdom, we need to carry the mindset of a harvest that sits at the back of it. And then that should influence your sowing. You sow with a harvest in mind. You don't sow because you need to tick a box. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an opening up of eyes, Lord, to see the truth. To know what your principles are and to understand and remember that we are applying those principles every time we drop our seed. So we carry the mindset of what those principles say will happen to that seed. Or we go with the expectation of the harvest that lies in that would that would come in alignment with what those principles say. I ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord. That your word becomes real to us. So when you say in Malachi 3 verse 10, test me in this. Our eyes are open to what you are really saying there. What is the meaning of that? If you say, see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven. I ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray, Lord, for all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation of any kind. We 
to pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And just as we have been taught and are reflecting on the words, even Sister Jane shared a few scriptures yesterday. We believe you, Jesus. And so we shall see your glory revealed in our lives and in our midst. We release our faith, believing that we have received, believing that we are touching on that glory, manifest in the form of a miracle in each of our lives. And we make this our prayer of agreement. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Sarah, <laughs> 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 
of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> the scripture I've been given this morning is from Isaiah 45, verses 2 and 3. I will go before you and level the mountains. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut asunder the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes in secret places that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a couple of scriptures shared in the chat. The first one is from Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, quoted from the NIV, which talks of life through the Spirit. And these are his opening statements there where he says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Our second scripture is from Haggai 1, verses 5 and 6, again quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections. It's currently, he's put a series on counsel of God. It's worth reading those as well. And if you're also being blessed by our daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, please share links to those, point people to recordings. You can also share the Telegram group link with others so that they can join the group, share their prayer request and enrich their personal prayer life as well. A heads up about our Bible study session for tomorrow is the eighth part in our series on the power of your words, where we are continuing to learn about changing your words and how that can change your life. It's a powerful series. We have shared messages on our group as well as on our Facebook, YouTube and uh, and we will also share it on all our other platforms. Please share those links with family and friends and invite them to come join us in tomorrow's Bible study session. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, 
Let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead of us. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you.